You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 537, Legion's Secret Origins, the not-so-secret origin of Bouncing Boy. episode 537 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Conspiracy Kid. Uh-oh. I've, I've, yeah, I've figured <laughs> it all out. Oh, The Doomsday Clock is indeed intended to bring back the Legion. It's just, okay. it's just that what they're going to do is they're going to wait to end the series in the Legion's actual time period. Time. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense now. Mystery solved. <laughs> Over to you, sir. Hi, everybody. I'm Darren Noel, and I am dusting, dude. Let me explain. Hmm. The weather reports have come out. Oh, here we go. Atlanta is set for a dusting of snow. So that's a snowpocalypse? We had we had a 10-minute weather report, emergency break-in, that almost an inch of snow is coming. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Which, which I know Paul is just thrilled by. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 you're, you're, almost an inch, Paul. Almost an inch. Yes, you're going to appreciate this, Derek. 10-minute special report from the Weather Center. <laughs> We are gonna just make sure to hold on to that thought. <laughs> yeah, I think we're looking at about about five or six inches tomorrow. Oh, lucky boy! Hey, now <laughs> that's what she said. Um, of course, the real problem is you have no snow plows. That's yeah, it. We we have an abundance. <laughs> yeah, we have ten plows for the city. And what's better is, <clears throat> guess what? Next week is Super Bowl. Yep. Oh, right. Oh, and it's in. Oh, is it in yeah. Georgia? It's I mean, in Atlanta. Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. Oh my! Oh my! So tell tell Jan I'm gonna do my best to get out there and make sure there's plenty of ice, <laughs> so that this cannot happen. I'm going to summon all of my gay weather control powers. <laughs> well, because that's what you guys do. Yeah, we control the weather. We're, yeah. we're responsible for all the natural disasters. Well, so well I'll make sure, <laughs> and we don't have a control. Next week it will be raining men, right? Hey. It's always right. And come on. <laughs> All right. Over to you, sir. All right. I am uh, Michael Grabois. And uh, the person you normally hear in the spot, Travis, is off on an a, uh, extended mission in deep space. So I get to take the third spot. And uh, this week, I am narrowly avoided getting furloughed, lad. Oh. Well, got, due to you, the government shutdown? Uh, yeah, so I work for a government contractor. Okay, and right. The way, the way that works is contractors uh, or contracting companies get paid like monthly or quarterly or something like that. I see. And normally the contract money keeps flowing because the government keeps money flowing to the, uh, uh, to the companies. But our money was set to run out on February 5th. Ah, 
So you were paid in advance, so you got to keep going through the shutdown, but you were about to hit the... So contractors get to keep going because we are still funded and still getting paid. Right. But uh, once our money runs out, then we get furloughed and we don't get paid back. Yep. Like federal employees. Mm -hmm. So... So we avoided that standstill, um, but now we just got to wait for uh, for the next thing to come up and hope we come to an agreement before our money runs out for the next time period. Well, we have an agreement for what, 21 days? That's plenty of time. Yeah, and I think that um, the, fun- the funding should be good for co- for my contract through the end of March. Is everybody somebody, okay? Paul, what's going on? It's all good. Somebody, it's all good. Nothing to worry about. Please disperse. Oh, goodness. Just a slight weapons malfunction. <laughs> in, in the laser bay here, we've got a nuclear meltdown. It's uh, very bad, very bad, very bad just, leak. Just testing the uh, the security system. Oh, goodness. Well, you know it's flawless. So. There you go. And nobody can get in. Ah. <sighs> So, boom. <laughs> so I am, uh, I am still have a job, boy, and still getting paid, lad. So, uh, yay, that's good at least. Over to you. Hi, my name is uh, Jim Purcell, and tonight I am. Let me tell you something, brother. Oh, I am watching the Royal Rumble. I got it on in the background with the sound oh, off. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I do, I do thoroughly enjoy the wrestling. <laughs> the wrestling arts. <laughs> the last bastion of uh, performance art in the culture. Yes. High flying, hard hitting, real life superheroes. A lot of John Cena floating around. Oh, no, he's injured. He's out tonight. He's injured. Did he pull a peck? I'll have to go and nurse him back to help. <laughs> I'm suddenly very concerned. So. Indeed. Hmm. His acting career on hold. Uh-huh. Well, that's devastating. <laughs> <laughs> Who will do the hefty commercials now? The funny thing is, when I hear his name, I always automatically think of um, John Cena. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, and yeah. uh, so I think of, you know, it's like <laughs> the dude from Homicide. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Not so much. Not so much. Not so much. Because he just doesn't seem the wrestling type. No, he's he's really not. (laughs) Oh, my. Hey, so. Hey, what up? There's stuff. There's stuff. Um, Is there Legion news? No. No. Uh, Doomsday Clock 9 is out this week, so maybe. It came out? No, this Wednesday. Oh, it's coming no. out. No wonder yeah. I'm having a snowstorm. Any day now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you believe it? Yeah. Uh, I... see on, on Supergirl, uh, Dreamer gets her new costume tonight. Yay! That's right. That's right. She, um, she predicted it, and her dreams, are, they're, they're always. They always come true. They always come true. Take a drink, people. Take a drink. <clears throat> That's right. Don't forget the drinking game when you uh, when you're watching Supergirl. Uh, still applies. If she, if she yep, it still applies. If she says that her dreams always come true, then take a drink. <laughs> and we will we will consider that a personal shout out 
to this podcast. Hmm. Yes. If, I, if, if a character on that show takes a drink immediately after she says that, thank you. Yes. Thank you. We, we will take no credit, but we will understand where it came from. Yes. Thank you. Oh, we will we will take all of the credit ourselves, <laughs> ourselves. But it's just it won't prob- probably won't be written <laughs> or accompanied no. with a cash payment. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It'll be uh, a bad lib in the back. Come on, you know it. Because they already did. Her. They already did the guy with mutton chops talking about a crisis. I know, so... right? <laughs> you know, anything is possible, exactly. right? Exactly. So a couple of things um, from last week when I was off in deep space. Um, mm. uh, did everybody get a chance to watch the JLA Fatal Five preview? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. So what, what was uh, what I found really interesting about that one is well, number one, that it's uh, Paul Dini who's involved, which is why the um, uh, or is it yeah. Um, which is why the animation looks like the old um, uh, Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But they also had a talk with the writers and producers, and everybody said how much they were uh, old Legion fans. And in order for them to figure out stuff for the movie, they went back to the, uh, they had a, a stack of Legion omnibuses. And they Omnibi. looked at <laughs> Omnibuses. Omniboo. And uh, that's how they figured out that they wanted the Fatal Five. And apparently there's some other stuff in there that they didn't tell us about that like only hardcore Legion fans are going to recognize. And uh, Starboy is one of the main, um, uh, one of the two main characters in there. Uh, yeah. That, along, and that's along with, along with Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern. Apparently yeah. she's got some mental issues and, they're using a version of Starboy from the uh, when he was with the JSA um, and had his mental issues. So they tied that together, kind of. But it'll be it'll be interesting, and we'll get to find out if this is the same DC animated universe cartoon uh, continuity as the uh, first Legion appearance with the Fatal Five when Green Lantern and Green Arrow came to the future with Supergirl. Ah, true. Oh yeah. So we'll find out whenever that comes out. Looking forward to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, I'm interested. the The voice cast is excellent, and um, yeah, I, I think I think this is a this this is a good thing. I just you know would love to see the Legion's name get worked in there somewhere. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So there we there are some Legionnaires. There are a couple at least with speaking uh, speaking parts credited. And um, some of the previews showed um, at least a dozen Legionnaires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe no, they're maybe cool. they're hoping its success will lead to a Legion movie, or at least the Justice League beats up with the Legion. Yeah, yeah. crossover. Uh-huh. Yeah, baby steps. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Bit at a time, bit at a time. Mm-hmm. No, that that that's that's uh, that 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 is good news. Um, is, is there anything else along the good news lines? Um, that's all the good news I've got. I'm trying to prolong the good news so we don't have to hear bad news. Yeah, sadly we do. Yeah, we do. And Darren, why don't you take the lead on that? Yeah, um, longtime friend of the show, um, Peter Van Denning, a longtime Legion fan. Um, he actually is how I kind of sort of met Michael (laughs) through him. 
Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, all, all through Facebook and everything, you know. Yeah. Because Pete, Pete, I would be, like, calling Pete up and saying, hey, what's up with this in this issue? And he'd be like, oh, Grandpa knows all about that. Here's what he said. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you. It's like Pete was speaking for Michael without Michael knowing about it. Well, there you go. There so you I, go. I knew Michael long before <laughs> Michael probably knew about us or something. Um, uh, or I, not. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I didn't know anybody about that. I didn't. That's the first I've heard of that. Well, see. There you go. I, I do keep some secrets, kids. Um, but Pete <laughs> um, Pete had a uh, long time battle with uh, cancer, and unfortunately, he lost that battle uh, last week. And uh, there will be a memorial service in um, Atlanta for him. Longtime Legion fan, he spent some time in Atlanta, a long time in Atlanta, and uh, down in Florida with his family during the uh, last stages of his battle. So. Um, on fr- on Saturday for his funeral, I'm wearing a jacket with a Legion shirt underneath it and my flight ring. Very nice. Because I think that would be appropriate for Absolutely. Peter. Absolutely. Absolutely. On Saturday, if you would just say a little prayer, put some energy forth for, for Peter and his family as they get through this, be much appreciated. And, and you know, I, Darren actually posted the link to the uh, um to the Facebook page, facebook.legionofsubs2podcasters.com. Uh, and uh, you can listen to, uh, or you can just go back in, in the in ye old timey line uh, to, episode, was it episode five? It, it was the fifth issue of Legion of Three Worlds that he was on. Yeah, yeah. It so, was that, th- I think it's our one of our longest episodes. I think it's like three and a half, four hour episode. Because there's a lot of annotating characters in that comic. <laughs> That's right, uh, and and a lot of people on it, and uh, yep. and yeah, he he cracked me up in that episode, and um, and uh, and so I, you know that's that's uh, that's a good memory, and it's it, it's a, it's a great way for people to uh, to to hear the guy as a as a true Legion fan. Yep, had one of the hugest Legion art collections. Oh yeah, like t- tons of sketches, um, some actual pages. Um, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he was in it nice. to win it. He was a graphic guy. Yeah. Uh, in his regular day job, so he would do graphics, and he worked at a record slash comic store part time. Cool. So yeah, he was he was a great guy, great guy. And cancer sucks. It does. And that's where that is. Indeed. Indeed. Well then, that seems the perfect segue. So we, into... we shall take a drink. We yes, should take a drink let's, now. Too, yes. Please. Indeed. Yes. And um, ah, that feels better. That, of course, seems the perfect segue into our first story for tonight, um, which is, of course, the um, the secret origin of Bouncing Boy mm-hmm. uh, from Secret Origins number forty nine, uh, the penultimate issue of the Secret Origins series. You heard it, folks. They said we're going to do a lot more Legionnaires. <laughs> And they did Bouncing and they, Boy. And they, they did a few more. They squeezed Bouncing Boy in here? Come yeah, on. Yeah, 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 it's true. And we did. saw, you know, we saw Shadow last, too. Yeah, early. Yeah, no, it's just, it, we, we sorry, Michael, what, what I'm talking about is in the letters page for the Phantom oh, Girl yeah, yeah, issue, yeah, yeah, yeah. they said, like, we, you know, we're going to do a lot more Legionnaires. And uh, I think they got to five or six more. I think, no, I think they did the headquarters. <laughs> Well, they that, was, three, that was that was issue the dead legionnaire um cuz that was issue 42 right yeah. so yeah so a lot well, it's is not like a good idea at the time a yeah. lot is a strong yeah it's a strong word um 
<laughs> strong couple of words, really. Um, H- hate's a strong word, but that's why I use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Um, so, yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. There is that. Um, anyway, so let's let's do this one. It's, this is going to take a while. So don't worry, guys. We, we've, <laughs> we've got something to fill in space because it's like a two-page orange. <laughs> it's going to be a while, kids. Hang on. That's right. That's right. All right. So, um, uh, Secret Origins number 49 uh, went on sale April 17th, 1990. We were already well into the uh, five years later by this time. Uh, This story was set in between issues eight and nine, which was the uh, Legion Origin issue with Chris Sprouse. Oh, is that what it was? And okay. the and the uh, Laurel's story issue, uh, which was issue nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, 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 I Laurel's? might <clears throat> Laurel's story. Yeah, uh, I don't remember that one. It's the one where I'll they take basically. Your word for it. it was the one where they retell. Um, oh, Laurel Gand, right, right, yeah. okay. Where they re- they they retell Supergirl's uh, Supergirl friends. Uh, right. with uh, with Laurel in it. So because we've met her by this point and uh, and so this gives us the, her background. And so so yeah, this would have been between those two issues. so uh, so that there we go. All righty. So on the cover by Carl Kiesel, we have um, from the pages of Superman, it is the Newsboy Legion, which always messes me up when I'm doing an internet search. <laughs> and I yes. don't want the Newsboy Legion. I don't want the Liberty Legion. I want I Legion want News. Ameri- <laughs> I don't want the American Legion. Um, and so this is a. Uh, uh, what about just news- Legion from Marvel? Ever since that TV show came on, it's yeah, that messes me up too. And so uh, this is has uh, Kiesel imitating Jack Kirby with uh, some monsters in the Newsboy Legion. And then there's uh, some newspapers flying around, an extra, The Silent Night, and then another extra, Bouncing Boy, gets an origin. And um, so we go to the first page, which is called The Not-So-Secret Origin of Bouncing Boy, a tale of the 30th century told told all too quickly in just two pages. (laughs) And basically, this is... Everything that we actually saw in Adventure, what, 301, I think? Yes, mm. yes. Except, um, conde- yeah, except condensed. Uh, yeah. And so, um, uh, so page one is um, his real name is Chuck Tane. <coughs> and as a teenager, he was the lab assistant to Dr. Fatura. Uh, and he says, Chuck, hey, Chuck, over here, boy. Take this bottle of super plastic fluid to the science council at once. And Chuck goes, yeah. And the doctor goes, and don't play with that. Okay. And he says, no, I know I should put a top on that or something, but I'm far too busy right now. <laughs> so uh, just be careful, huh? And uh, Chuck goes, got it. Okay. <laughs> he says, Chuck, you're not even looking at me. Uh, but en route, the young boy yielded to temptation and took in a robo-warrior tournament. Like you and do. So, like you do. And so there's uh, he's sitting in the stadiums, and there's a couple of robots bashing away at each other, and there's a vendor. So they, they, I noticed that those robots they are rocking. Very big. They are rocking and socking. 
Oh, yeah, they yeah. are. And so the uh, the vendor is going, soda's here, get your red hot soda. Back scratcher! Uh, the match <laughs> proved so exciting that Chuck couldn't take his eyes off the gleaming gladiators <clears throat> for even a moment. I know um, uh, Darren probably has that issue, too. I do. That's why I don't watch wrestling religiously. Yeah. Uh, and that's when he reached for the wrong bottle. And so uh, there's Chuck in his chair going, go kill, hack him. And there are two bottles down by his seat with arrows saying, look out. And another one saying, no. <laughs> Those are arrows. Should we drink? Yes. Yeah. We should drink. Yeah. There are arrows in my comics. I hate that. And so uh, Chuck <laughs> takes a Chuck takes a drink. And this is pretty meta. Do we take a drink when somebody takes a drink? Ooh, I, th- oh. I think we should. Yes. I think we should. My, my whole thing. Go ahead and drink. My whole My whole thing about this panel is. Chuck has the realization he's drinking the wrong stuff, <laughs> and yet does not stop drinking the wrong stuff. This tastes awful, glunk, glunk, glunk. It's it says, so bad, glunk, 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 glunk. Oh, this soda sure tastes awful. Oh, no This is why kids are dying from Tide Pods, okay? This right yeah. here. <laughs> this, this is the natural extension of that. Pretty much. I'm drinking the super plastic fluid by mistake. Gosh, I feel peculiar. And then with a, with a zoop, he expands and starts <laughs> bouncing down the uh, um I got to say, stadium. I love his face Oops. when he expands for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, he looks like a ma- like you he, expanded. For he, lo- he, he looks like a Macy's Day uh, parade float. <laughs> and so as he's going bouncing down the stands, the, the guys in the stands are saying, Ooh, talk about an allergic reaction. Another guy says, I'll bet it hurts. It looks like it hurts. Another guy says, yuck, I can't look. Fourth guy says, this is so unpleasant. And Chuck <laughs> goes, act. And then somebody says, well, somebody just shoot him. Maybe if we should just loosen his belt so he can breathe. Another guy goes, as he throws up. Oh, no, he's rolling down the aisle steps. Help, gasp, boing. And he bounces into the arena. As uh, one of the guys in the stand says, "Ooh, look at that!" <laughs> and so the caption says, "It wasn't long before Chuck realized his new potential, <laughs> and he's bouncing around, boink, bing, twang, sping." And he says, uh, first he goes yarf, and then he goes, "Ah, oh, my kidneys!" And he says, "Hey, actually, this doesn't hurt. I bet I could fight crime." And then uh, so he applied to, <laughs> applied to join the Legion of Superheroes. And there he is outside the clubhouse, bouncing. And he stands before Cosmic Boy, and Saturn Girl says, well, I can do this. And Cosmic Boy says, uh-huh, thanks, we'll be in touch. And he was rejected, no surprises there. Uh-huh. But a mere two days later, uh, he walks across a robbery in progress and says, hello, what's this? And a bad guy says, come on, who's next to try and stop me from robbing the medical museum, huh? I'll knock out anybody with my electroshock gloves, just as I have done to Saturn Girl. Come on, let's go. And then in less than one panel, our hero saves the day. <laughs> Yay! And, and he says, anyway, while I was bouncing, I wasn't grounded, and I could just beat the tar out of this electroshock guy. So can I join now? And Cosmic Boy is visibly, visibly rolling his eyes, and he says, um, all right, what the hell? And the rest is history. 
And it says, well, more like a footnote, really, not unlike this. Because Kaz so is a swell guy. <laughs> yes, and this is uh, script, pencils, inks, and letters by Ty Templeton. Who go. also, if you remember, did the uh, Legion of Subs. That's story. right. Absolutely. And so that is, uh, that is all of the <clears throat> two-page origin of the not-so-secret origin of Bouncing Boy. Yeah, and um, understandably so. Uh, I think that they that they would have been pilloried had they uh, tried to get uh, a longer um, run well, of. Uh, I mean, they they could have done stuff like you know fill in his backstory, you know what he was doing as a kid, uh, how he got teased at being fat, and you know uh, how he got the job with Doctor Futura. Um, temp agency i'm calling to me, it that, that, that sounds a lot like the the um, um chlorophyll kid story right yes Which templeton also did yes yes oh that was the sub story yeah yeah um <clears throat> all right so uh I, I i wanted to point out one other thing um when we did the the news there there's there's um we kind of buried the lead oh did we and I think it's kind of important to note um, that um, yes, Dreamer is getting her her uh, her costume tonight. Yeah, and um, now she's going to be a masked hero. It's kind of a it, uh-huh. it's it's nothing at all like uh, the, the the standard uh, Dream Girl uh, costume, but the it, bathing suit. Yeah, it yeah. makes it's, it makes more sense. Uh, but it's got some silver in it. It does. It does. It, oh, it yeah. does. It's definitely there's definitely an homage to it for sure. But I think the thing we need to point out is like this is TV's first transgender superhero. They're True. they're they're breaking some huge ground here, and um, um, you know we we had our rants about it earlier. Um, We've had multiple rants about. Can, this. can I ask really someone have. who doesn't watch the show? Is the character presented as trans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, right, right from right from uh, from jump, and uh, uh, and it's been very interesting. It's been because uh, it's it, and and I mean, you know, the, it's it's a season that is all about otherness, and uh, and and Supergirl fighting for inclusive, for inclusiveness, and um, so you know, there's there's some episodes of this that have been hard to watch. I I had gone through the last few seasons. Uh, when I go to watch it with uh, with with Ella, where you know I stopped, I stopped pre-watching them, and this season because there's been some really dark stuff with um, uh, what's his name, Agent uh, Liberty. Agent Liberty, yeah. It, um, mm. There was there was a the the episode where they kind of did his his history um, was they didn't go with America America Commando. It it was it was brutal. Uh, I gotta say it was it was it was tough it was tough um, you know I, I realized as we we're watching this is like okay she's not enjoying this and mm-hmm. um, and so so now I'm you know I'm 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 sort of being a bit more selective with it but I, I wanted to see this episode this is a big deal and um, uh, and and so you know I <clears throat> certainly didn't want to, uh, to to bury the lead on this because uh, it, it's an important step. And uh, and kudos to everyone, uh, uh, everyone making Supergirl for uh, for taking that step. Agreed. Excellent. Yeah. So she um, just to give you a little more information, she um, outed herself or not. That's not right. The right word. 
she revealed herself to be uh, transgender, um, which of course got everyone up in arms. How can a uh, a transgender person have descendants? Because they've said that uh, Dream Girl Nura in the 31st century is a descendant, or at least the producers have said that offline. Yeah, mm-hmm. that he's a descendant. And it's like, oh my God, a trans person. How can a trans person have kids? Wow. That's what they're most, that's what they're most focused on. Of course, because it's always been what about the children to cover up for oh, their please. their <laughs> hatred of the other. Yeah. You know this. This is not the first time this playbook's been used. <sighs> yeah. Trans people <laughs> have kids. They sometimes adopt and sometimes they have them before they transition. Yeah. And sometimes the transition is just on the surface and doesn't involve anything medical. Yeah. What because it's elective surgery and expensive. Yeah. So and, and she's and she's also from the planet Naltor, and so who knows how alien physiology works. Works, exactly. Who knows? Another, or how advanced our technology is. Another very good point that I that I was totally not paying attention to. Yeah. So anyway, that should be the least uh, of of our uh, of our concerns. I just think that it's it's good that we're that we're seeing you know this uh, we're seeing this happening. We're going to see um, they're 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 doing a pilot for uh, for Batwoman, um, uh-huh. and um, and that will be the first openly uh, gay or lesbian superhero in a title role. Um, so you know the CW uh, for all of their. Uh, lesser lights. Uh, uh-huh. They're 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 really they're, they they are um, uh, making you know they're 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 making progress here. And that, well, I, I would pin that thing. on the showrunners, you know, taking. Oh, it's it's a it's it is a it. It, it's a it's a Berlanti thing for sure, totally, totally. for sure. And, and Bravo, uh, good for him. And Bravo, good for and him. Bravo. Yep. I mean, even I was I was rewatching some Gotham. Let's not forget that Penguin fell in love with Riddler. No one's talking about that. <laughs> I I'll be honest with you. I haven't talked about that because I, I've I've only made it about ten episodes into season one. I yeah. I, I get it. I yeah. totally get it. it. Season one's a slog. It is. It gets better. It gets better. Um, but I'm sure. But you know, peak TV. There's you don't uh, have it, people screaming about yeah. that. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny how people pick and choose the things they're going to be outraged about, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, this all tied into the whole comic skate thing, too, right? Totally, and and well, so with that, yeah, it's just yeah, know, yeah. <sighs> it's easier to pick on an actor on social media because that gets results, right? Well, it gets a reaction. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. So, all right, well, and now let's move on before I get into yeah. a little rant. Yeah. All right. So, um, like five seconds away from anyway. All right. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you're you're doing the the Jimmy uh, the Jimmy Olsen issue. Um, I'm doing one of them. Yeah, I'm, the first one. Uh, sixty three, right? And you're doing eighty seven. That's right. So okay. So, this, so um, for uh, those of you listening, uh, <laughs> we've been going through all of the Legion appearances from the Silver Age and the Bronze Age up into the nineteen eighties. And now we've got just a handful of things um, that we are uh, cherry picking that, <laughs> that we thought yes. might be interesting. And so now we're going to go back to a couple of really Silver Age um, 
issues where we didn't have um, uh, any controversy and everything was uh, was all happy and gay. Hey. And, well, that's before gay was gay. Mm. You know, we'll have, oh, we'll gay wasn't gay, gay then. Gay's we'll have a gay old gay, time sir. just like on the Flintstones. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh. I think that tells us a little bit more about Fred and Barney than we previously knew. Uh, try Betty and Wilma. Hey now. Hey now. Charge it. Charge it. As those girls go shopping. Oh, oh my. What's scathing commentary? Indeed. Uh, you think? Indeed. So right. I'm doing uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 63. But we're only doing the Legion story. Sorry, we're not going to do the whole issue. Sorry for that. But it does have red kryptonite in it. So, yay. <laughs> and so it, for uh, for a little bit of uh, continuity chronology, this one on sale, July third, nineteen sixty-two. So it was on the stands the same month as Adventure three hundred uh, and Superboy ninety-nine, where the Legion also had a cameo. But uh, don't forget that we are now in the early days of the Marvel Age. So this was uh, also the same month as Fantastic Four number seven and Hulk number eighty-three. Or wow. sorry, Hulk number three. Right. Wow. Wow. That is, yeah. That, that's that's some history. Michael is is going to be great at uh, bar night, bar trivia night when we take him. Yeah, yeah. but I had to look all this, I had to look all this stuff up and write it down so I'd remember it ahead of time. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Never, never, never let people behind the curtain, Michael. Never. <laughs> now, never. Mark, Mark Wade would know all this stuff off the top of his head. It's very true. Oh, good God, that man. So this mm -hmm. is a cover date of September 1962. Yep. Yeah. So. So we, we are on the cover here, and it's uh, featuring the League of Fantastic Supermen. And there's Jimmy Olsen has a gun, and that can never lead to good things. And yeah. he's uh, shooting at Superman coming out of the fly of the bottled city of Candor. And there are three other Superman up there. Jimmy Olsen, what are you doing? You're changing us into super freaks. Haha, ha, you haven't seen anything yet. Wait till you see what my red kryptonite ray does to this next Superman imposter who is escaping from the shrunken city of Candor. And we have a Superman with a wolf head, a Superman who looks like, like a, a Volvo lad. A lion? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, a Volvo lad. Looking uh, alien, yeah, and uh, old man Superman. I'm pretty sure these are all references to previous Superman stories. Probably, probably. Yeah. Lionhead, we'll Lionhead, look that up. Lionhead <laughs> Superman's pretty iconic. <laughs> all right, so we we have. Uh, can you imagine four tiny Superman, each as mighty as Superman himself, but each possessing an incredible, incredibly fantastic face? Can you picture Jimmy Olsen's panic if he learned they were dangerous super criminals and it was up to him to capture them without Superman's help? Well, that is what happens when the Man of Steel's pal has one of his most amazing adventures of his career, the League of Fantastic Supermen. Up in the sky, are those birds? Are those planes? No, they're four fantastic supermen. And mm. the smile shortly after. Yeah, I was just going to say, and we'll see where, where this kind of could tie into that, right? It, it, is, is one flame on? Does one disappear? <laughs> uh, one day, as Jimmy Olsen roams through Superman's Fortress of Solitude while the Man of Steel is in a distant galaxy on a mission... So Superman picked him up and took him 
to the Fortress of Solitude, right? We all agree that happened, right? And then Superman had to leave. J- yeah. Jimmy is his house sitter. Yeah. Gotta yeah. feed these uh, animals. Supergirl does his housework, but Jimmy has to actually pay attention <laughs> to the pets, I guess. <laughs> ah, Superman sure is a great pal. It's well of him to let me dig up new material for a story on his fortress. Uh-oh, that ringing bell is a signal from the tiny bottle of, uh, city of Kandor. Ring! Because, you know, it's like a phone. Yes. Quickly, Jimmy checks a Candor monitor. Help, Jimmy. Four of our worst criminals have escaped custody and are fleeing from Candor. And we see... The Challenger uh, of the Unknown. Yeah, we see the Challengers of the Unknown gasping because they've got cosmic rays coming through their spaceship. <laughs> wow. Inside the miniature city, cough, they've released a dreaded nerve gas. All Kandorians will become unconscious in a few more moments, except for the criminals who protected themselves from the gas's effects with special nose filters. We call them nose plugs, people. Nose plugs. And in the fortress, these are desperate, dangerous outlaws, Jimmy. Cough, since Superman is away, it's up to you to stop them. Don't fail. Ah! He's passed out. Must act fast. It's kind of an odd way to pass out. Uh, anyway, <laughs> usually you just fall down. You don't do a Wendy Williams. Uh, uh, but what can I do when those Kandorian crooks emerge from the bottle into Earth's atmosphere? They'll gain superpowers like Superman's. Wait, I just thought of something. Maybe I can stop them after all. Meanwhile, inside the bottle, the fleeing criminals gloat. Flying platform has flown us to the bottle's neck. This enlarging gas can't increase us to normal size, but it'll make us... A few inches tall. After pushing up the giant cork, we'll be able to fly out of the bottle. If Superman returns unexpectedly, he'll assume from these imitation costumes that we're members of the Superman Emergency Squad on a mission and let us go. <laughs> Seconds later, inside Superman's trophy room in the fortress. Ah, I thought I remembered seeing a ray gun among these trophies, and I was right. Those escaping tiny criminals will surrender to me or else. Back races Jimmy, just the fleeing little forms emerge from the bottle city. Get back in that bottle, you crooks, or I'll shoot. So, you know about us. You've forgotten something, though, Jimmy Olsen. Now that we can, Dorians are out of the bottle. We're not only as mighty as Rambo, just as invulnerable. Gasp! That ray! I feel strange! It's giving you a lion head! This must be a red kryptonite ray gun made of lead! Red Kryptonite always does unpredictable things to people from Krypton. The city of Kandor was the planet of Krypton before it was stolen and reduced into a bottle by space villain Brainiac. Up. <laughs> Thank you, exposition lad. Wow, take a drink. Up. Olsen's ray is giving you a huge head. Like, hey, now. <laughs> like that of a man from the future. And you've been transformed into an old man with a long white beard. Haha, you haven't seen anything yet. What do you see what happens to the fourth Superman imposter? God, you've given him the head of an alien. Isn't that redundant? <laughs> yeah, he gave him, wait, he gave him alien head. <laughs> Where's Ripley when you need her? Um, I'd give you more than this light tap if I did know Red Kryptonite's effects are only temporary. Forget Olsen, let's go before Superman returns. And here's how this story would be different now. The four criminals would escape. The red kryptonite changes would mean nothing to them, and they would all four of them dive through Jimmy Olsen's heart. Oh, my. That's how this story would end nowadays. (laughs) Three pages and a crossover with Batman. Yeah. Um, Out through the fortress's keyhole streak the criminals. We'll fly to distant planets where we can loot to our heart's content because we're now super powerful. No one will be able to stop us. And now let's look into the 21st century. 
inside a secret cavern. Oh, the 21st century. Here we Only go. Only 100 century, years. Sir. Yeah. And we see um, Sun Emperor, I believe, and Cosmic King, and Lightning Lord, and I don't know who that other one is. Maybe it'll be revealed we'll, in a second. We'll know in just a moment. Yeah, is Chameleon Chief. That's right. It, is, it appears to be. Um, our timescope tuned in to the year 1962 reveal what happened in Superman's fortress. As I shine the time ray on the flying forms, they're vanishing. An instant later in the cavern. Haha, we've materialized you inside of the <laughs> cage. It's radiation. If we can use so much, you can't escape. Gasp! Where are we? Who are you? This is the head and headquarters of the Legion of Supervillains. Each member has one fantastic power. I, Cosmic King, am master of transmutation, the ability to change any object into another form. I, Lightning Lord, control super electricity. I'm Chameleon Chief. My specialty is super disguise. I'm Wily e. Coyote, super genius. Um, <laughs> and I, Sun Emperor, have the power of super heat. Yeah. Shortly. Good, you finished fashioning the headmaster disguises which are duplicates of the Kandorian crooks transformed faces. Well done Cosmic King. I don't know if his powers work like that, but okay. Maybe he's just a really good craftsman. He worked on the stage, on Broadway, did some, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now to don imitation Superman costume, slip on these head masks and get under the shrinking ray. Presently under the ray. Ha ha, we're dwindling down, down, down. Quit gabbing and get those disguises on. I don't need a head mask. See? Oh, goodness. As the shrinking ray dis reduces the disguised outlaws to tiny size. Ha ha, because of my super disguise ability, I, Chameleon Chief, don't have to use a head mask like the rest of you. Because we'll be disguised as the Kandorian criminals, no one will suspect we're outlaws from the future. Olsen played right into our hands. Thanks to <laughs> We'll be able to pull our greatest crime. How the hell did they know Olsen was going to do that? He didn't know he was going to do it anyway. Because they're in the future. They're in the future. It is their past. <laughs> when is this happening? <laughs> when is this happening? Our anti-gravity belt buckles will permit us to fly. Now to enter the time globe, we've also reduced to tiny size. Through well, the time barrier speed, the, the conspiring disguised tiny supervillains, and as they reach our era... Now to fly to Superman's fortress and put over our scheme. Meanwhile, inside the fortress, Jimmy has revived from his blow. Superman, Robot X5, these fantastic tiny criminals escaped from Kandor. Go capture them at once, Olsen. But as the robot exits from the fortress and flashes in at the amazing foes, ha, I smashed you with one blow. Because I'm really Cosmic King and transmitted your metal form into brittle metal, which is broken easily. Okay. As Jimmy witnesses the robot's defeat, op, they knocked out the robot. I need super help. It's lucky this monitor is tuned in on Supergirl. There she is visiting mermaid Lori Lamaris in Atlantis. Oh, both of them die in crisis. It's so sad. <laughs> Quickly writing a message, Jimmy places it in a weighted transparent capsule and fires it from a hidden launching device. I hope the automatic aiming device is working. And of course, he puts the note, in. it's the note in the bottle thing. Seconds later, as the capsule flashes over the ocean, then hurls down to the sunken sea of Atlantis. Oh, oh, must go now, Lori. Jimmy's message is urgent, even though she hasn't opened it. Okay, good luck, Supergirl. Lori's telepathic powers enables her to read Supergirl's mind and project her own thoughts. Thank you. That explains that old glub, glub, glub problem. Yes. Um, gasp! 
How grotesque those Kandorian criminals Jimmy warned me about. about. Look, it'll be the four of them against me. Though, Tiny, they're just as super strong as I am, but I'll defeat them somehow. And Jimmy's watching on. Supergirl has pursued those tiny, super powerful crooks far inland. She'll, she's sure to triumph over them. I feel better already. But the disguised tiny lightning lord acts to decoy Supergirl. With my special power, I've launched a lightning bolt that destroyed that dam. Ha ha! Supergirl's flying to cope with that disaster, little suspecting I'm responsible for it. Look, she's ripped off part of a mountaintop and has forced it down into the broken dam, stopping the escaping water. Don't worry, while she's busy saving people from the floodwaters, we'll streak to Superman's fortress. Op, says Jimmy. Those Grandorian crooks are flying back toward the fortress. Maybe they're coming here to kill me. Supergirl's too busy saving thousands of lives to help me. Yipes, what'll I do? Meanwhile, as the masquerading tiny supervillains near the fortress, our scheme is brilliant. Having substituted ourselves for the real Kandorian crooks, we'll pretend repentance and go back into Kandor and give ourselves up. They'll punish us by sending us into the Phantom Zone, the twilight world where Kandorian criminals are sentenced to. But when we enter the zone, radiations from our specially prepared anti-gravity belts will rip open a huge hole in the Phantom Zone, and all the Phantoms in prison there, including Monel, will escape. <laughs> Because Superman's a dick. Then the Kryptonian crooks, who will be as mighty as the real Superman, will be glad to join our legion of supervillains. We'll demand Superman and Supergirl leave this planet and let us rule it, or our legion will destroy the Earth. <laughs> Chuckle. Kandor's courts wouldn't send us to the Phantom Zone unless they thought we were Kandorians. When we saw Jimmy change those Kandorian crooks into super freaks, Super freak, super freak. Uh, we seize this opportunity to disguise ourselves as those crooks and hoax the Kandorian lawmen. Shortly, as the tiny schemers enter the fortress, if you attack me, these Superman robots will destroy you with secret weapons. Don't shoot. It was wrong of us to escape. We've repented and we're going back into the bottle city to accept the punishment we deserve. As Jimmy lowers the tiny forms into the bottle, Haha, we could use our anti-gravity belts to float us down safely, but we want that Olsen idiot to believe we have no superpowers here in Cantor. Soon, Kandorian justice will sentence us into the Phantom Zone, just as we want. The shrinking pills we've swallowed are making us even tinier. Gasp, where is everybody? There isn't anyone else. We're alone in Kandor. It's empty. What's g g going on? It's an Olsen trick. Quick, let's turn on our anti-gravity belts and fly out of here. But before the outraged schemers can reach the bottle's neck, haha, I've clamped a metal cover on top of the bottle. And to make sure they won't get out, I'm locking the cover. So they think they're smart, eh? Well, Olsen's smarter. God, that impudent fool outwitted us. Paul? Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. <coughs> I, I got uh, sidetracked by a little uh, <laughs> microphone Have issue. Have I a little one? No, a little microphone issue. Um, oh. It rhymes with broke. <gasps> Joke. Take a drink, everybody. Yes. How did you get wise to us and lure us into this trap? Minutes later, her rescue work completed. Supergirl joins Jimmy in the fortress. Good work, Jimmy, but how did you know they were disguised members of the Legion of Supervillains? I'll explain, Supergirl. Listen. Oh, God, everyone, buckle up. There we go. As those masquerading phonies flew towards the fortress, I got a telepathic message. Lori calling from Atlantis. I read the minds of your tiny foes. They're disguised supervillains from the future who switched places with the Fantastic Four from Candor. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> do you see what they did there? I see what they did there. I do. And this is their plan. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I'm listening. <laughs> Laughingly, Jimmy continues his explanation. 
Once I realized the situation, I had the Superman robot swiftly build an imitation candor. The ball was made of a super shadowproof material. Lightning Lord's electrical bolts can't smash. Yeah, but that doesn't Cosmic, Cosmic King be able to turn it, it in? Yeah. You would think, yes. It was a pleasure to obey you. When those scheming little villains got here, I played along with their gag and tricked them into entering the fake bottle city. Here comes the real city of Candor. Being walked around by a robot. Within the duplicate of Candor, the supervillains watching a fortress monitor groan. So that's what happened. Well, we might as well remove our disguises. They're useless now. Beaten by a mere boy. Bah! And in the fortress. Oh, Jimmy, you captured those supervillains so cleverly. You deserve a great big kiss. Smack! Yow, another kiss from Supergirl, and I'll forget Lucy Lane ever existed. Hey, yeah, hello. Early, the girl of steel streaks into the time barrier. I'll turn the captive supervillains in this fake bottle over to the future police. Then I'll return the real crew who escaped from Candor back to the genuine city of Candor. And that kind of wraps up that dangling thread. Back in the fortress, in, in one panel, kids, <laughs> back in the fortress, the tiny people of Candor have revived from the nerve gas and contact Jimmy. We're grateful to you, Olsen, for a job well done. Chuckle. Superman will be proud of me, and I've got a great scoop. The Wait. end. The end. The end, indeed. Wow. Unknown to Jimmy, so, the Supergirl's so, kiss was actually a hypnotic kiss. He'll remember none of this. True. And and so remember, DC Silver Age was very different than Marvel Silver Age. Yes. You would not find this sort of story in a Marvel book. No. They had a Fantastic Four from Earth, not a Fantastic Four from Candor. Yeah. And if you uh, remember all the way back in Superboy uh, 203 or something like that, 213, uh, when... Um, uh, we saw Sun Emperor and Chameleon Chief again. Yes. Uh, this is their first appearance here. Yeah. Their only mm -hmm. appearance as adults. Ah, there you go. And then Sh Shooter remembered this story and then included them in his uh, in his story. I think Radiation Roy was in there, too. And um, they were trying to steal a, a statue and then Chameleon Boy impersonated the the um, uh, the base of the statue and not the statue itself. Does that ring a bell to anybody? Vaguely, yeah. Mm. All right, now you yeah. got to look it up. Yeah, totally, totally. But but I like the way that they've kind of you know built the uh, the uh, the LSV sort of over a bunch of different appearances, and then of course they would all get brought together at the beginning of the Baxter run. Um, you know, and all of basically a, a huge consolidation of all of these villain teams. <laughs> but this is the, the villain team from the 21st century. Oh. Yes. Yes. Very different. Mm -hmm. Herm. Um, as it turns out, that is the century in which, um, um, in theory, uh, Doomsday Clock will end. So there you go. Um, see, I was right. All right. Um that takes us to Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 87. And so that was on sale three years later, yes. July 8th, 65. <laughs> uh, the same month as Adventure 336 with uh, uh, the villain was Paul's favorite name to sing. Oh, uh, mm. sorry, not Paul, Darren's favorite favorite villain to sing. Ah. Mm. Stop. Stop. Finger. Yeah. Sorry. Ah, you don't have the range, darling. You don't have the yeah, range. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, also on sale that month were uh, Spider-Man number 29, Avengers 20, uh, and Justice League 33, which was the Crisis on Earth A. Oh, wow. And X- X-Men 13. So this was uh, summer of 65. Mm. There you go. And it is um, about a year before Shooter comes on. Okay. That, that, that. Very interesting. Okay, so uh, looking at the cover, uh, we have Jimmy holding some green kryptonite, uh, like a huge boulder of green K over mm. Superman's head, saying, tough luck, Superman. Luthor and Brainiac want to save you, but they're outvoted. I'll have to kill you with this kryptonite. And <laughs> um, we see the uh, we see the the founders of the LSV, Saturn Queen, Cosmic King, Lightning Lord. <laughs> The usual suspects. Yeah, they're saying, so she says, thumbs down, death to Superman. And Cosmic King says, death. And he's got the thumbs down. And um, um, Luthor and Brainiac have thumbs up. And they're saying, no, spare him. Mercy. (laughs) And Lightning Lord says, bah, finish him off, Olsen. I think they've got thumbs up because they're like, yay, kryptonite on Superman. Um, But anyway, uh, it says here, convention of the anti-Superman gang. Officers, Lex Luthor chief. Cosmic King, Crime Commissioner, Saturn Queen, Space Raids, Lightning Lord, Espionage, and Brainiac, Director of New Crimes. <laughs> Having a sign for the convention of anti-Superman gang is about the most Silver Age thing I have ever. ever. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yes, witness the execution of Superman in the Arena of Doom. Um <laughs> <laughs> and right inside the front cover, of course, there are some x-ray specs that we can get. Um, I like the bike speedometer, and I'm thinking of uh, buying the boomerang for 60 cents. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right. So we begin the story, our story, uh, which uh, if, if anyone gets has a second to look up uh, the credits, that'd be super awesome. Um oh, uh, it's certainly Kurt Swan, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no <laughs> shit, yeah. Um, oh, eh. Mort Weisinger, I'm betting, somewhere in editing. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> anyway, they say almost everyone has a breaking point, a point beyond which terrible pressures can cause the victim. I, I almost, I'm not entirely sure based on Luthor's face. Luthor's mm-hmm. face doesn't look very swanny. Um <laughs> Swanee River. <laughs> the, uh, let's see. The, the cover is by Kurt Swan yep. and Sheldon Moldoff. Uh, and what's which story is this? The Arena of Doom. Yes. yes. The, the Arena of Doom is uh, written by Jerry Siegel. Pencils and inks by Al Plastino. Okay. Because oh. I, I, and I wasn't entirely sure, but but Luthor's face has a very Al Plastino look to it. Um, and, and yeah, confused by double wide Superman here. Well, but but it's all it's just there's a there's a, a a more of a length to the face, and there's a little more detail uh, that Plastino used to put into. Uh, it's just we're, I'm so used to seeing um, Plastino drawing younger characters, like you know, because uh, obviously Supergirl and um, um, and the lead and the that initial Legion story, but. But anyway, so Jerry Siegel, no stranger to Superman, um, and Al Pastino, no uh, no stranger to drawing lightning bolts and fish bowls. Um, so, and you can you can tell by the Superman pa- uh, figure in the second panel 
that is like the quintessential uh, Plastino Superman pose. It really you, is, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You can tell it's definitely not Kurt Swan. Clunky as hell, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of, see, like, look, look at Olsen's face in that same panel, right? Um, it, he had a real knack for the younger characters, but I found he threw a, a level of detail into, into, into this style uh, with some of the older characters. And, and yeah, that's, you know, that barrel chested Superman, that's, that is, uh, that is uh, Superman uh, needs to lay off the ho-hos. Um, <laughs> so it's not Wayne Boring Superman, is it? The barrel chested. It's like... not far off that. Actually, oh, the okay. Wayne Boring, the Wayne Boring is kind of the classic, and and I think sure. it's it, it it definitely owes a lot to that. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah. It does. I'm focusing yeah, right? on some pages now, just to make sure it wasn't a one-off. Nope. Nope. <laughs> this is this is a chunky Superman. Yeah, yeah baby. All right. So uh, here we are. They say almost everyone has a breaking point, a point beyond which terrible pressures can cause the victim to sacrifice everything that is precious to him for the sake of his own survival. Jimmy Olsen, the pal of Superman, would have sworn the Man of Steel would never yield to any sinister pressures. But that was before Jimmy became a helpless pawn of the universe's worst villains and saw Superman begging like a craven coward for his life in the arena of doom mongo is pawn in game of life <laughs> um no superman you can't be that cowardly shut up jimmy it's my life that's at stake did you hear me brainiac if you get these villains to spare my life i'll betray the whereabouts of the hidden bottle of candor to you destroy candor if you want but let me live please and uh brainiac's thinking about that so, one day on the outskirts of Metropolis, a Superman enters a trap set by Space Villain Brainiac. <laughs> We're getting right to it. What's wrong, Jimmy? Why did you send a distress signal for, uh, for me? Um, and, you know, Jimmy's working the uh, signal watch. and uh, <laughs> Like you do. Like you do. And Brainiac is, uh, has made himself invisible. Little does Superman know that I, what I've done to his ex-pal, that I've rendered my flying saucer, my doom machine, and myself invisible. My doomomat is attracting space bats to Earth. They're attacking Superman with matter-dissolving rays as I planned. Oh, so this is the danger you spotted, eh? No, no, it isn't. Incredible, no. incredible. Their rays weren't mighty enough to damage Superman's invulnerable form. He's hurling them back toward outer space. Bah, too bad you survived. What? You mean you deliberately lured me into a trap? Why did you do it, Jimmy? I thought you were my loyal friend. Brainiac says, Behold the vengeance of Brainiac. You rescued the city of Kandor from me years ago after I stole it off the planet Krypton and reduced it to miniature size. Take a drink, exposition. Uh, <laughs> All the oh drinks, my. please. I can never forgive you for that, Superman. I have punished you for this by replacing Jimmy's human brain with a computer brain. That seems irrevocable. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> he's programmed like yeah he's programmed to obey only me reveal your new brain jimmy see brainiac's invisible but i can use my super hearing to locate his whereabouts by catching the sound of his heartbeats really now why not just uh -huh. listen to the sound of his voice what yeah 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 exactly uh great scott instead of the sound of an invisible heart beating i hear clicking for the first time i realize what brainiac is and so it's been like brainiac's been around a hot minute I finally realize I realize what Brainiac is. So off he whizzes at super, uh, at super speed, and he flies away to get some stuff too. Um, I says, also whiz at super speed. <laughs> 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 oh my! 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> Don't have to worry about that in case you're also combining that with heat vision. They, the ooh, oh, my. It's not I'll, pleasant. I'll adjust the generator of this nearby power plant so it gives off a tremendous barrage of static. I'll repair it later. Huh? Suddenly, I'm collapsing. Can't move. Now I need only wait. My super hearing told me you might be a machine disguised as a human, and so I took appropriate action to short-circuit you temporarily. Hmm, my x-ray vision confirms you are a computer machine. Analysis correct. Hear my proposition. Let me go now, and I'll transport plant Olsen's human brain back into his body. I won't kill him unless you force me to, but you must leave immediately. Is it a deal? He says, it's a deal. So, within uh, Brainiac's craft, you see he's got a jar with a couple of brains. And he says, my 12th order uh, computer mind. Okay, 12th. 12th order, 12th level, close enough, uh, has enabled me to repair Olsen's brain, which was damaged in a recent accident. I've remo removed his computer brain and restored his human brain next. Next, I'll use my Z-ray to heal the incision in minutes. Uh, but then, as the wily space villain signals some equally villainous, villainous comrades, now I'll use my space-time radio to call uh, Luthor on the planet Lexor and Cosmic King, Saturn Queen, and Lightning Lord in the future. Soon mm -hmm. after the I have several questions. <laughs> None of which will be answered here. Oh my! Um, it's Silver Age. That's your explanation. Okay. Yeah. 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 Soon after the supervillains from the future arrive in their time bubble and fly Brainiac and Luthor to the Man of Steel's Arctic Fortress of Solitude. Good work, Cosmic King, says Brainiac. Your transmutation power turned the fortress door into a light material that could easily be opened, and Lightning Lord's superbolt short-circuited the Superman robots inside. They've thought of everything. Jimmy's obeying my hypnotic commands. He'll know where to find what we want, says Saturn Queen. Historical records gave us villains of the future give us villains of the future the location of the fortress, says Cosmic King. And it's like, yeah, we know. That's how we got here, dude. All right. Poor Cosmic King. Will he ever win? Um, no. no, he won't. No, he will not. Um, I And it, it, inside, within the Man of Steel Sanctum, I found the green kryptonite that I was sent to get, but not the other thing Brainiac wants. I am unable to disobey the command of Saturn Queen, and these kaled robots can't help me. I brought the kryptonite, but I couldn't find the city of Kandor. Where are you taking me now? To a lost valley in a remote, unmapped region. <laughs> you shall be privileged to witness a convention of the cosmic anti-Superman gang. Uh, where's badge pickup for that? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, pleasant, presently at an arena in the valley, Lex Luthor is our chief because he was the first of us to battle our super foe. And now Olsen summons Superman to this arena of doom, doom with your Ooh. signal watch. Obey him, Olsen. Can't resist her commands. Z, 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 Oh, he's calling Zatanna. Sweet. Hey, hey. Uh, split, split, split instant later. Be warned, Superman. Attempt to resist us and your friend Jimmy will die. Brainiac, you promise not to kill Jimmy. I said, unless you force me to. If you resist, you'll make me retaliate and the blame will be yours. <laughs> Situation you, ethics yeah, are great. Yeah, exactly. You no doubt have observed the kryptonite meteor young Olsen uh, secured from your fortress at our command. We of the cosmic anti-Superman gang will now vote. If the majority favors your death, Olsen will be forced to execute you against his will with the kryptonite. Um, I've decided that Brainiac uh, is now being voiced by Alan Arkin. Um, <laughs> uh, we want to be fair. <laughs> Have you said anything to say before we vote? Yes, Luthor, I can make you the most powerful outlaw in the universe. Save me, and I'll tell you where the ancient Kryptonian superweapons are hidden on Earth. 
a most pleasant prospect, Superman. I could rule the world. Mm-hmm. And, and as we know, everybody wants to rule the world. Um, but my answer is no. We surrender Earth to you, Luthor. You'd never have beaten us with those weapons if Superman hadn't betrayed humanity by giving them to you just to save his own skin. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. The logic is circular. Oh, Luthor's dream. Luthor's dream. Uh, the Man of Steel next turns to the supervillains from the future. Vote in my favor, Cosmic King, and I'll give you an Oblivion Ray so mighty you can conquer whole galaxies. I'll give you eternal youth and beauty for your vote, Saturn Queen, because, of course, she's a woman. She must be just vain. And, you know, really, as long as he promises her a spa day, it's all good. Yeah. Um, and for your vote, Lightning Lord, I'll transform your lightning power into nuclear power. What? You're wasting your breath, Superman. Now how amusing to watch the Man of Steel humbling himself in vain. I knew he could fly like a bird, but I didn't realize he was chicken. Oh, oh lightning lord. Oh. Um, it's sickening to see Superman pleading cravenly for survival. You're my last hope, Brainiac. Save me and I'll tell you where Kandor is. Most interesting. You realize, of course, that once I recover Kandor, I'll mercilessly destroy its millions of inhabitants. That will avenge the stain on my crime career for having lost the city after capturing it. I don't care what happens to Kandor. I want to live. You must... I want to live! <laughs> Susan Hayward, people. Yes. Susan Hayward. Yes. You must have hidden Kandor well. Yes, when I learned you were on Earth, I put it in a secret hiding place to protect it from you. But now I'll reveal where it is if you'll spare my life. I may not need your help, Superman. First, I'll check with this prober instrument to see if I can locate Kandor, wherever it may be outside this valley, without your aid. Nope, I can't find it. Is it on Earth? He looks for stuff the same way my kids do. I, <laughs> I'll look for it. Nope, can't find it. Brainiac can't find his pants, so, well, you know. That. Yeah. Good luck. Yes, it's not in the Phantom Zone, nor on another world. Save me and I'll reveal where it is. I want to destroy Kandors. To each of you who votes to spare Superman, I'll give a 12th order uh, computer brain if we free him. They don't know I already possess one. That And Luthor's thinking, that would make me an even greater scientific genius. It's very tempting. But only Luthor is swayed by Brainiac's offer, and so we end up basically with the same thing that we had uh, on the cover. Um... It doesn't look good. Oh, hey, join the fun with G.I. Joe. Yes, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. G.I. Fighting G.I. Man. Joe is there. No, different G.I. Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Big G.I. Joe. Big Barbie G.I. Joe. Yeah. yeah Br- Br- Low hair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can join the G.I. Joe club. From in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. For only 50 cents. Look at that. Look at look at all the stuff you got. Look at the swag. All the swag, baby. All right. Um, he's dead. I have executed him as ordered. I, I now release you from my super hypnotic control, Jimmy Olsen, so you'll fully realize what you have done as Jimmy <sighs> returns to uh, to normal. I'm getting ripped off here. There's, uh, he says, I've killed my pal. Though he died like a coward, I'll always remember the wonderful things he accomplished during his long career. Ah, my having failed to learn the whereabouts of Kandor dampens my joy over the destruction of Superman, thinks Brainiac. Abruptly, a series of dazzling rays engulf the jury of arch-villains and simultaneously, huh, pearl-like force globules have formed around the, about the super crooks and they're all strung together like a great necklace? From their expressions... <laughs> from their uh, expressions, they can't escape despite their powers. That's a fact, Jimmy. Their super abilities are nullified by, by these force pearls. 
I've nullified a few people with a pearl necklace before. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> kids. It had to be said. Either you're, you were going to say it or me. Yeah, you know, like in the Batman origin, right? Yeah. Yeah, pearls. Martha. Um, why did you say that name? Um, Martha. <laughs> you're alive. That's impossible. I killed you myself with the kryptonite. It was false kryptonite. I only pretended to suffer and die. My cowardice was phony, too. <laughs> so I'm beaten. How did you lie to me about having hidden Candor somewhere on Earth? No, it's on Earth, all right. In fact, I'll reveal its hiding place right now. Can you guess where Superman concealed the city? That's right. It was within this this hollow piece of (laughs) fake kryptonite all the time. Yeah, no wonder my prober instrument couldn't locate the bottle city outside the valley. It was here, right right in front of my nose. When I arrived here, I instantly perceived Jimmy was holding the hiding place of Candor. After I, after that, I pretended to become cowardly in order to stall for time while my Kandorian friends prepared some means of defeating for you five without risking Jimmy's life. Haha, <laughs> the rays that formed the necklace prison came from Kandor, eh? Within the miniature city. Oh, how cleverly Superman outwitted our old foe Brainiac. It was a brilliant idea for Superman to fake cowardice to give us the time needed to activate our force pearl machine. I'll bet you're tossing that necklace off. Oh, my. Wow. Oh, my. Uh, to some space prison. Correct, Jimmy. Go Comics Code Authority. Yeah. <laughs> Correct, Jimmy. And you don't need, and you don't, didn't need a computer brain to figure that out. Good riddance to them. Later, I'll see what that they're getting brainwashed into forgetting the location of my fortress. And away they go. Hmm. And there it is. There we have it. Oh, Oh, and, and we're going to skip Bizarro Jimmy Rock and Roll Star. Are we? Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that can't be. It can't, it can't turn. It can't go well. It won't um, go well. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> it won't go well. Um, hey, here's a uh, dear editor. <laughs> in, uh, in Jimmy Olsen number 72, Jimmy states clearly that Prody 2 can read minds and communicate telepathically but can't speak. Yet, in Adventure number 322, Prody imitates Superboy and he speaks. Do you have a wisecrack <laughs> to explain this? Robert A. Getz, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yes. Prody 2 took a course in public speaking. Editor. Wow. <laughs> So like, shut up, kid. You bother me. Yeah, bother- yeah, totally trolled. Get away from it, boy. You bother me. Yeah. In Jimmy Olsen's uh, Day of Disgrace on page one, Perry White is smoking two cigars. Is he smoking more and enjoying it less? Gary mm. Jinks, Chicago, Illinois. No, he wanted to double his pleasure. Oh, triple is fun. Hello. I thought you had to only can only do that with double mint gum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um. All right, so just looking here, we have uh, a house uh, ad of coming super attractions. Uh, in Superboy, it is the curse of the Superboy mummy. An ancient Egyptian tomb yields the mummified doubles of Superboy and Lana Lang with an inscription foretelling death for one of their modern counterparts. Mm. Who is doomed, Superboy or Lana? Um, also, as, as Michael had mentioned, Adventure Comics now on sale. Meet Starfinger. He's a 30th century Goldfinger. You just say it. 
Yeah. Um, wow. Each of his fingers unleashes unheard of powers. He's the most fantastic foe the Legion of Superheroes ever faced. He's almost like the uh, the Mandarin, yeah. isn't he? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for spine tingling, well, only before. Um, yeah. And an unforgettable climax. Don't miss this issue. Okay, no. um, and in uh, uh, World's Finest, unguessable. Who are the colossal kids? They're stronger than Superman. They're faster than the Flash. They're mightier than the Justice League and the Legion of Superheroes put together. P.S. There's someone, you, and Superman and Batman... No. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Is it a Manhunter? It's a Manhunter, isn't it? I'm sure it is. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. yeah, so there we go. Oh, Oracle Olsen's Future Scoops. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What else? What else? Um, yeah, um, I've not seen another. There we go, and I can get myself a nice uh, Mets, an official Mets wristwatch for nine ninety five. Gotcha. Yeah. Sweet. So there you go. All right. So that is that, as they say. Uh, anyone else got any comments on these stories? <laughs> I'm glad they're done. <laughs> uh, and, and let's let's be honest about the real reason why we did these tonight. Is because Travis is on a mission in deep space, and we're going to start Legionnaires three tonight, and we thought he should be punished along with the rest of us. Exactly. Exactly. So we're delaying Legionnaires three until he gets his butt back in the time bottle. Yeah, and until is that fair? Uh, yeah, That's and fair. and until after the Super Bowl. So I'll have yeah, uh, sure. I'll have something to fill in next week, and uh, we'll get yeah, to because it. that's going to happen because it's not going to totally ice and snow, and not be canceled. Promise. The, the amount of the the amount of money they spend on this thing, they will they will be in there with ginormous hair dryers uh, to melt <laughs> it all away, and large extension cords. They are they yeah they the icy watery streets. Nothing bad will happen. The the uh, the uh, the NFL is going to go to the mayor of, of of Hotlanta and say, "Listen, we're playing a damn game of football. Fix it." Yeah. Well, you know the mayor's name now is Mayor Bottoms, so. Just well, there you have it. There you have it. All right. Uh, if that is everything, then I will. Uh, I will wrap That's us up. Huh? We, oh we wait, to... we have. We have something. This week yes. in Legion history. This week in ah. Legion history. Yes. Thank you. All right. So fifty-five years ago, uh, January thirtieth, nineteen sixty-four, was Adventure Comics three eighteen, and that's the one where uh, Sunboy gets. Uh, Space Madness. Space Madness. Uh, 50 years ago, January 28th, 1969, is Adventure Comics 378. And that's the one where it's got the Neil Adams cover um, where Superboy is carving into a tombstone, The Last Will and Testament. And uh, Brainiac is pointing to an hourglass. It says, hurry up with our will, Superboy, before the hourglass and our lives run out. Ah. Um, They survived. Spoiler alert. Wow. They got better. Oh, (laughs) they got better. Take a drink. Uh, So that was 50 years ago. 30 years ago, January 1st, 31st, 1989, was the LEGION 89 number two, which still had uh, uh, the Durlin. Yeah. Uh, 20 years ago, January 27th, 1999, was Flash number 146, 
which was part two of Chain Lightning. Oh yeah. And uh, Excess appeared in that one. Those those uh, those big those sort of big uh, big arcs that Wade did were I still think his his finest hours in comics. Just mm. killer stories. Uh, fifteen years ago was the Legion number twenty nine which was part five of Foundations. That was uh, uh, January 28th, 2004. Ten years ago was Final Crisis number seven. Uh, alongside uh, the last issue, Legion of Superheroes number 50, uh, written by Just In Time. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then... Uh, 960 years from now, January 30th, 2979, um, in what will have been going to have happened. Oh, God. <laughs> Chemical King and Timberwolf join the Legion. Uh, they rescue Colossal Boy's parents from Tarek the Mute and his new Legion of Supervillains. Nice. Oh, look at that. And we did Legion of Supervillain stories today. Yeah, we did. Sweet. Totally it all planned. comes together. Totally planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah sure yeah yeah that uh -huh. is awesome always enjoy the uh this week in legion history all right then comments as always or welcome legion of substitute podcasters at gmail.com you can join in the conversation on our facebook page which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com we are on the twitter we are losp podcast and in addition to all those things you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. Oh, wait, we don't need to because we're already in the 21st century. It's true. And we, will see, yeah, and we will see you all next week. Dusting, dude.